There's a sound that's coming in. Can you hear it? Hmm. You know, we called upon the Lord. And he said that those that call upon his name, he will answer. And there is a hope. There is an anticipation in the room this morning. There is a hope for glory. And did you know that hope has, glory has a hope, and it is Christ in you and me? It is Christ in you and me that gives glory hope. <laughs> in all the earth, glory has a hope, and it is Christ in you and me. Do you hear the sound? Because it is rolling in. Do you hear the sound? It is rolling in. Let me tell you the sound that is coming. The sound is out of the brightness of his presence. Clouds advance with hailstones and bolts of lightning. And the Lord thundered. From heaven, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered the enemies. Ha! Ha! He scattered the enemies. The valleys of the sea are exposed. He reached down from high and he took hold of me and he drew me out. He rescued me from my powerful enemies. And you know what? Ha! He released us in a spacious place. We are not bound. Yes! Can you say yes to that? Can you say yes to the Christ in you that set you free? He said yes. He said yes to your cry. So, Lord, we just raise our hands to you and we say thank you, Lord. We praise you. Lord, we anticipate you. We will not get distracted. We will not look to the left. We will not look to the right. But we will call upon your name and you will answer like a thunder, like a voice, like a storm coming in. And you will put us in a spacious place. Does anybody need a spacious place this morning? <laughs> not crowded? Not pressed down? Am I the only one? <laughs> yeah. So, Lord, as we release and we go into this next song, Father God, I pray, Lord, as we transition in, we recognize what happened, that we called upon you and you answered. You are not out in a distant place. You're right here. You're thundering in. You're moving in. Can you hear the sound? Can you hear the sound? Tell them, come. Come, God. Come. Rescue me. Put me in a spacious place. It's okay to cry out. It's okay to get out of your box. It's okay to move. It's okay to cry out and say, God, I can't go another minute without your glory. I can't go another minute without your hope to break through. I just ask that some of you put your hand on your belly. Yeah, put your hand on your belly. It is time to shake loose the concrete in your belly. The concrete that has kept you back, held you back. There's this thing in you that hopes that Christ is everything he says he is. And there's this concrete in your belly that keeps holding you back. So right now, thunderbolts come forward. Hailstorms from heaven come forward. Arrows break up that concrete from heaven right now and release the sound of joy that our Father has rescued us. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Healing flow now in the name of Jesus. Healing from the top of heads to the bottom of their feet flow name of Jesus. Wow. 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 There's some of you right now where your backs are getting aligned right now in the name of Jesus. 
backs are getting aligned, if that's you, just raise your hand and the people around you are going to come pray for you. If you feel their back or any heat, any heat on your back right now, I want you to raise your hand and I want people to come and pray for you. If there's any heat going on, if there's anything with your back, just see people that have their hands raised and go for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's moving. He's moving. He heard our cry. He's moving. Yeah, he's moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ha. There's some of you where your heart has been just torn in the last few days. There's something that your heart's been torn. Put your hand on your heart right now. You don't need a whole crowd of people. You just need Jesus. <laughs> you just need Jesus. The one that said he binds up brokenhearted. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you, and he's binding up your broken heart right now in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. Just receive it. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord, let your just uh, your wave of love came in, God. Your wave of love came in. That tidal wave of love came in, Lord. We just are in it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, Father, receive. Jesus, thank you, Father, that you are here, God, that you're walking among us, God, that we get to lift your name up right before you, God. You're here, God. Thank you, Father. There's none like you. There's none like you in all the earth, God. Lord, thank you for walking among us and living in us, God. Lord, we recognize you this morning. We recognize you. We honor you, God, in our midst, Lord. You are high and lifted up. High and lifted up. Oh, Lord, we bless you, Lord. We thank you, Father. 
Thank you that you inhabit, that you enthrone, that you come and be a part of the praises of your people, Lord God. Lord, may we not lose that. May we not lose that from as we go out these doors, God. May we, you be enthroned on our praise throughout this week, God. Lord, that we, we just don't have to come here to do that. We can come out there, God. But Father, thank you this morning. We get to participate as a family, as a body, to, to embrace your heart and to pursue your presence, God. Because that's what, you're, that's what it's about, Lord. We can make a difference in this world, that we can have impact, that we can see your kingdom come about on this earth as it is in heaven. And Father, we thank you. And I just, can you just put your hand on your heart, God? We just, we just pray, God, as, as, Lord, we just transition to hear some, Lord, some very important word, I believe, God, or maybe you'll do something totally different. I don't know. But, God, we, we just surrender our, our hearts to you right now. We submit our hearts to you. There's just something about submitting your heart to a God that wants to come and encourage you and build you up. Lord, just walls fall down right now, God, just even as we're physically laying hands on our own heart, Lord, just, just walls that, that we would have ears to hear and eyes to see, hearts to receive the word of God that will be implanted in our lives and be able to save not only our soul, but, Lord, the souls of those out there that need the kingdom of God. So, Lord, we thank you for this morning already. God, from prayer this morning, God, Jesus, you started at 830 this morning, God, in prayer. And, God, you haven't stopped. And thank you that you're not stopping now, Lord. As we hear your word, as we transition to hear what the Spirit of God is saying, God, I pray our hearts would receive and hear and then be able to give and give and give. And so, Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you. Can you just say, I love you this morning? <laughs> love you, Jesus. Love you. Just say on your way back to your seat, say hi and love you to somebody else as you encourage somebody as you're going back to your seat. If you can make it there. If you can't, that's okay. Just stay where you're at. Encourage somebody beside you. A little handshake. High five. Love on them. Good morning, everybody. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is great to see familiar faces. It's great to see new faces. It's good to see some blasts from the past. We've got several of our church uh, leaders here from Big Stone Gap. Woo! Happy to have them with us today. Ernie and Kathy are in from Georgia, and I keep saying Florida, so that is great news. I do want to, I, I just need everyone's attention for a second about parents. You know, it's one thing to be in a transition and be the oversight to children's ministry and not be here on Step Up Sunday, but I heard last week was phenomenal. Step Up Sunday went phenomenally last week. That's where everyone got to step into some new digs, and um, that also means that there's a little bit different procedure, so parents... Um, if you have children up through third grade, you've got to, excuse me, up through second grade, so six months to second grade, 
you gotta sign them in. You can't just let them walk to their classes. So if you haven't done that today, we need you to do that. Uh, middle school, they have started, and we're gonna, we're, we're just next generation rising forth. Come on, amen? Amen. Uh, we've doubled our teachers for middle school. Isn't it great to, be, come on, be excited. Those are people saying, those are parents who are saying, I've got a word for this generation that's coming forth. So um, I, I will let you know on our dismissal process, our, 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 you all, many of you, all of you probably, have volunteered to, to be with our kids until noon. And so I, I need you to pay attention. We're trying not to be a, a disruption, but we need your cell phone numbers if we need to get you. It reduces the number of people coming in and out. And um, again, if you have children six months up to second grade, um, you have to retrieve them from children's ministries. They, they're not going to be released to find you in all us crazies, okay? Because that's crazy. <laughs> it's just downright crazy. So, Hey, I, I know I said this at the beginning. I am so thankful for our media team, the people that are here early and stay late, and then people that come in during the week to make sure that you can get the podcast. Don't you appreciate them? Come on. His word is present today and forever. That means if you miss something, there's time to get it. So Emil is going to come up and share. Is Rana going to come with you? Come on, Rana. Rana, we love George. Oh, the red coats. (laughs) Keeping it. Keeping it real. Emil, we love George. And George is really great in your all's all's absence, George and Jen Nassar. But there's just been something great about having Rana up here with you. Um, You know, it's just great. And I'm just going to say this because I like to teach and and, um, explore and um, expound and exhort about walking in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, And I'm just going to encourage all of you all that these two did a dynamite, dynamite. Dynamite sets force and it it breaks things off of us so we can walk forth Saturday morning. And and I just, I encourage you, you need to get that podcast. You need, it's not long, uh, but it will change your life. It will change your life. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Emil and Rana. They're our friends. I thought everybody knew them. Stay standing. So, from Syria. I, I get all my stuff. I didn't have my notes. So, they do not lead a dwelling place church, but they are a dwelling place. And oh. I just speak that over them. Amen. They've probably been Amen. doing church longer than we've been doing church. I don't get all my years right, but we love them. And not only do they care for us when we are there with them, they care for us when really I can't even imagine that they have any room to care because. There's so much that goes on over there in the Middle East. They're fathers to many people, mothers to many people, raising a generation that is determined to stand in the midst of turmoil. And, and for them to come here and speak to us and enlighten us with faith and to encourage us in our walk. Come on, we, we've got we've to dig down and say, thank you, Lord. Thank, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, sir. I have the new jacket. 
I didn't understand everything you said, but thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I was translating your interpret your tongues. <laughs> I practice my English each, each year once when I come here. So you can't imagine. I would read, but to talk, it's hard. I still teach my wife. Yes, yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I could feel the joy and happiness, uh, cheerful faces in the whole room, so we could feel this sense. We could sense this. I'm so glad to be among you. We, we both do feel that we are a part of this family, and that is amazing. I might don't know many of you, and I would, forget, I would know you by face, and I forgot the name, so forgive us. But we know Rick and Paula, and we know some families, my name, and... Uh, to know the leaders means we know who's in this church. We know the heart of Rick and Paula, which means the whole church has the same heart as they are. Thanks for everybody. Um, as you know, we are living in Syria, Damascus. We, uh, we didn't feel we are released from there, so uh, we need to stay, and uh, whatever the problems is going on. Um, he's going to share something, but while he is sharing, uh, we didn't have much pictures because we didn't get ready for that to choose um, the best and put. But whatever I found uh, in my mobile, uh, I asked to be podcast. Okay, that's great. This is the church like we were calling some people to pray for. Um, we rent, a, 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 what do you say, we rent one day in a building, we have one day only to preach, and the other meetings will be at our home. So this is part of it. And while we are, this is the whole church, uh, they were blessing us and praying for us, and then I was having a word for them. They were praying, this is Gassan, our main leader. He was praying for us with the church before we leave and come here. They are worshiping. This is a youth meeting. Yeah, this is Sarah. She's doing this, my daughter. <laughs> and Tamara is next to her father. Oh, yeah, this is Emil, by the way. <laughs> the same meeting. We were calling children to pray for in the meeting. This is Joanna, our third daughter. Something she doesn't like, I don't know what. She was looking. 
Okay, this picture, uh, just the night before we travel 5 a.m. and go in our trip, it was Tamara's graduation from high school. She's between me and her father. This is Sarah, and uh, Tamara's 18, Sarah's 16, and this is Joanna, and this is Samuel, seven and a half, Joanna's 10. Yeah. Graduation party, yes. Yeah, that's good. Um, it was just to let you see things about the church. Matthew 4.24 says that Jesus' uh, reputation or his news were spread all over Syria. He, in Syria by that time means not only Damascus, it means Lebanon, Jordan, and Palestine, and all this area. And he was healing people, uh, casting demons. What, wrong? <laughs> So, the, what is written in this verse is our vision. It's what's on our heart to do to our people in our country. And we, we, we will be doing this among the war zone, under the pressure of lacking electricity, lacking water. Um, today I discovered my kids without water for three days. So, uh, and the, the water is not coming because electricity is not coming. So, like you can imagine things how's going on, daily issues. <clears throat> but we have learned in this hard time how to live and how to break through and how to breathe God's breath in our life. Uh, you might think it's really difficult, and it is. But after you learn and you get the keys, you'll be able to go through. Most important point in this time is how to protect yourself and pray and ask God, tell me and, uh, and uh, provide me and, and, and help me have all these things to my family and my people. And it, but by being in this place, you are actually defending yourself or protecting yourself. But we were thinking that what we really need to do is to transfer from this line to the next line, protecting others, teaching others to go through and teach them how to protect themselves. Because if you stay in the, in the point or in the level that you're just protecting yourself, you would feel how devil is so happy stealing you, uh, and it's just a war between you and him, you know? And you're doing exactly what he wants too, just to black you out, like to make you blind, not seeing things going on. You're just busy with yourself. You cannot be just a sheep, just with your heart. But you need to be a lion. And that's what God told me one time when we were praying the church. He said, I'm not releasing you as a church of sheep. I'm releasing you as a church of lions. And that was a great revelation we ever took. 
So this is how you need to think about yourself. I am a lion that I attack and go and take my issues and take my things and my rights and my inheritance. I don't allow devil to steal me. And actually, within this atmosphere of war, our meetings extended. And they became four and five meetings a week that sometimes you don't have time. They didn't get less. Uh, a time ago, we started to do for how many years? Like about two years, we were having an early morning, daily morning meeting just to pray and worship from 6 a.m., 6.30. Sometimes it goes to 9 o'clock. And that opened the atmosphere for us. That helped us too much to learn. And then, after a while, we stopped it for a while, things go on, but then we start to have it at 9 p.m., so we would allow many people to come and worship him. And that was great, because that time they were like just leaders, five or six was able to come. They were the main people that God was cleaning them, preparing them, wait, <laughs> and <laughs> preparing them to lead us, and after they were somehow prepared, you can have your seat, I don't mind. <laughs> Uh, uh, the whole church starts to come at 9 o'clock, and we start to lead everybody to, set th to the same level they went through. Okay, your turn. <laughs> I'm helping you. Some spices on your words. We have a main meeting. We, in the middle of the week, we teach about uh, how to teach them how to pray and to lead them step by step to 24 7 prayers. In, in, to pray, you need to learn not to ask. You don't need to ask because everything has been given to you. You need to just stretch your hand and take. Apply from heaven to earth. Uh, as a lion. As a lion. There's another meeting that he really loves. And he trained people, help them to move to be leaders how to hear God's voice, how to use your gifts, how to practice it, and how to raise your sensitivity to the Lord and his voice, and how to allow the lion and the lioness in you to cast out the right, come out. We have the youth meeting too. Half of the church, or maybe two-thirds of it, are youth, actually. So it be the whole church. Once we start that meeting, they took most of his time to be with them and arrange problems. <laughs> we have the um, Sunday school, too. It will be on the main uh, service day, which is Friday, because it's the off day we have. We have the most powerful meeting in the church, the women meeting. 
To be honest, most of the church are women. <laughs> and can you deny that? Okay. <laughs> so we really have strong women, lovely, beloved women. And uh, what we were going through that is to uh, learn about our righteousness. And we start to study a book, Righteousness at Last, for Richard Hayes. And, uh, the main point for us were, was to tell them what is your identity. And that is the base of the church. Like you need to know your identity, then you can go through everything else. So we start to teach them. And, and then other people start to come because of that teaching. And then I had to start another group. And now we are in the third group. And actually, people who were attending the first and second start to attend also the third because they said, there's new things you're teaching you did not tell us about. <laughs> I say, okay, I'm growing in anointing, so you, you're welcome to come. <laughs> this morning, this morning in Syria, which means yesterday night, We were facing a decision to either let our kids, Joanna and Samuel, to go to the first day of school or not. And then we didn't allow them to go because the, uh, the, there was a threat going to schools that they are going to throw missiles. They hit the schools today. We heard the news. Not all, but there, there are areas that they hit, and my, our school, children's school, is there. So these things going on needs really need you to be very sensitive to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit voice. Hi. So a, a couple of things that these guys don't often um, say. I mean, you're hearing the stories, right? Uh, and we're, we're inspired, and our, our hearts break for them simultaneously. They are, uh, you see the news. You know the situation that they're living in. But they have not lost one person in their church. N not one. I don't think there's any other, I mean, most other churches are closed down because the pastors left their people and left people and they've scattered and they've died. But these guys have refused to leave. They have determined to stay. And Emil, I mean, I honestly, I have begged them with tears in my eyes. We had a house set up for them in Lebanon. We had a way for them to escape. I mean, because our heart was to protect them. And with tears in their eyes, Emil said, how can I leave these people? There's people in my country that, are, that need Jesus. How can I leave them? And Rana, a little bit more fiery, said, get behind me. <laughs> uh, no. She did not call me Satan, so there was boundary. Right? <laughs> but they, we have a hard time sometimes in our culture even getting a devotional time every day. And they get together, drive through missile fire. They have to hear the voice of God to say, turn right here, turn left here, to avoid bombs falling in the streets, to get to their prayer meetings. And they do it every single day. So I, we need to hear the challenge of that to receive from them. 
But we also need to know that they get tired and they need us. They need us. They need our prayer like never before. We can't promise that anything is going to get better right now, but we know who they are. And the Lord is increasing the anointing on both of you. He is increasing the calling on both of you. He is increasing the authority on both of you. He has taken you through tests and trials. He has tested your faith and stretched it at the weakest possible moments, and you have stood up in strength. In the the hardest possible moments, you have stood up in strength. I'm prophesying to him, and he looks at me like he knows the Holy Spirit's doing something, but he has no idea what I'm saying. Is he? Okay, good. (laughs) I thought... We can be anointed and silly at the same time, can't we? (laughs) I just want to declare to both of you that you have passed the test. Rana, look at me. You have passed the test. And I'm not saying this war was used by God to test you, but you have been tested in every possible way, and you have stood up in it. And you have chosen love. Even in the midst of this context, they have chosen love instead of judgment. Because judgment divides. They have chosen unity and forgiveness and kindness. That's the hardest battle still. The, the missiles are not the hardest battle. The hardest battle is still love. The hardest battle is still forgiveness. Bombs can go off outside and that's almost easier to deal with than forgiveness and and loving your brothers and sisters who are standing right next to you. Because in the midst of pressure, guess what surfaces? All of our junk comes right to the surface. So the soulish issues are still the soulish issues and they have battled with love over and over again. And that's the most powerful thing I watched you do. Anything else over we want to pray as a family for them. Um, yeah, Ron and I do want to prophesy something over you. We've watched you grow as a woman of God and you as a man of God. And that you're the picture of the woman in, to me at this season in First Peter, uh, First Timothy 2.11 where it's a woman is quiet and entire submissiveness. Let's see that. And this, this is really a beautiful thing. So I just want to ask that we stand and join hands. And we're going to pray as a body. They've asked, they've asked us to be a family to them. And we want to respond to the call. Want to agree together? Um, Jesus. Lord, as an elder in this church, we just declare we are blessed to know Emil and Rana and their family. And Lord, in the, and for me personally, to know the church in Syria. And Lord, we just want to just declare together in agreement with them that in the name of Jesus, no harm may come near them. Lord, we pray the revelation and the reality of Psalm 91, which they do declare over each other every day. Lord, that they dwell in the secret place of the Most High. They abide under the shadow of the Almighty. They will say to the Lord, He is their refuge and their fortress, their God in whom they trust. 
Lord, you go on to say that a thousand may fall at their right hand and ten thousand are left, but no evil will befall them. For they have made the Lord their refuge. So, Lord God, we declare protection over them. But, Lord, they have not been called there to play defense. Lord, they have been called there to make a difference. So, Lord, we pronounce that over them, Lord. That their works would behold the glory of God. I mean, reflect the glory of God and the world would see their good works. In agreement with Matthew 5, 16, Lord. And then the world would glorify God. So, Lord, we just speak blessing over them. The power of your Holy Spirit over them to confirm their words with signs and wonders. We bless them, Lord. We bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We bless them, Lord. Get them, Holy Ghost. Amen. Good morning. So uh, I, um, it's always good to be part of an action-packed day. The Lord has something for everybody. I told you earlier we're going to take an offering. 100% of this offering goes out of this house. We decided not to do it last Sunday because of uh, the Labor Day holiday. Um, so you write your checks to dwelling place. Well, what does this offering benefit? Well, in the past, we've sent a team along with Akua Ministries, uh, Chris and Craig Westoff, we, we've sent a team of people to minister to pastors in the Middle East. And so um, this year, we're trying to work out just bringing them here. It costs as much to get them out of turmoil or tumultuous areas as it does just to go ahead and bring them here. So it's a less, it's best stewardship <laughs> is what it comes down to. Um, I know some of you said I haven't had an opportunity to give to the benefits of these meetings we've been having. You can give that into this offering as well. So um, I just speak right now, the Lord's speaking to you. And as he speaks to you, that you get to respond. We're, we are here as a church because of our obedience to the Lord's voice about our giving. When we take our tithes and offerings in the back, it's because we've responded to his voice and we're obedient to his voice. And the world around us is amazed. Lord, we thank you that we can hear you, we follow you, and you get to be glorified. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, we got, um, not only do we have the crew from Damascus, but we've got the crew from, but Chris and Craig are here. They've been here all weekend, and man, we've been having a blast on at night and then the days. And so the crew that came with Chris, if y'all would stand, please. Thank y'all for being here. We thank you all for coming and being a part. Jackie, come here, please. Um, Craig's going to come and preach here in a second, but, but uh, come here, Jackie. This is Jackie. I don't know her last name. I'm sorry. But, but she's from uh, England. She's one of friends of Chris's that Chris ministers in a church in England. And, uh, you know, we've been, uh, a week and a half ago, um, we proclaimed some things in relationship to women in the church. 
And so, uh, you know, Jackie does not know me, does not know us. She has nothing, does not know anything about us and what we've been going through. Um, she's just friend Chris who came over here on sabbatic. And she had a dream a year ago. Not knowing she's coming to this place. And when she shared it with us, uh, it just was a confirmation to us in the spirit that we're on the right road. Um, you know, sometimes you get on a country road, you go, or you're on the right road, and you're saying, oh, Jesus. <laughs> you look, pray for a sign. And so, just listen. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. It's really nice. <laughs> This is a very special place. I could really dwell here for a long, long time. And it's, it's absolutely been a pleasure to be here since Thursday. So thank you. Thank you. So just as Rick said, um, last July, a year ago, July, um, by the way, I'm completely out of my comfort zone. I don't do front ever. <laughs> um, I woke up... Um, well, I kind of, you know, when you're asleep, in a deep sleep, and then I was having this dream, but it was like I was awake. I was literally, literally in, in it, and it was with Chris. And um, I was in America, and I was in this conference. <laughs> and I was at the front with Chris and the team from Akua. And I've never, never done this with them. Come, yeah. I've never done this with them. I've, it's the first time of traveling with them. Yeah. No. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, I'm from this tiny little village, from this little church in England, and I'm having this dream. And it was literally this conference. And God was calling the release, the release of women. He was calling the release of women, that we were going to call it out from the front. And it was going to be really quick. And it was a release of the prophetic. And it was just going to be given, bam, just like that. <laughs> and then those that have received it and grabbed a hold of it, they're just going to do the same, bam, pass it on. And it was just like dominoes, literally like dominoes stood up together and they were just going to knock each other down, bam, 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 like that. So that was the dream. <laughs> and I kind of woke up <gasps> like that because I realized I was waking up then. And then I'm messaging Chris. And I'm going like, hi. <laughs> so I've got sabbatical coming up. <laughs> I'm thinking about sabbatical. I work in a children's hospice. And um, I've been there 11 years. And after 10 years, they release you for two weeks. And you can add two more weeks of your own annual leave to take a month. And um, I had said to the Lord, I want to do something really significant with you. I want to be stretched. And this was before the dream. <laughs> I 
I want to be stretched. I want to grow in you. I want to see what you do. I'm here. Take me. Send me. So I have the dream, and I'm messaging with Chris, and I'm telling her. But as we're messaging, our messages are like crossing over with each other. So even before I've read what she's saying about a dream that she'd been having, (laughs) I'm already putting what I had seen in my dream, and they completely tied up. And it was really, really strong about this thing with the women. So I was like, okay, I'll come to America then. And I'll come and I'll be here. And it's been just incredible to see what God's doing in all of you. It's just amazing. And can I just read something? Hold this. So something that something that Rick was saying really impacted me when we were meeting together on Friday. He said. The daughters have been left out. And that was right from the heart of God. On this man with his heart to see the fullness of release of God in his church, in God's people, through love. So what I felt was that Some women have been interpreting this feeling of being set aside by God and by the male leaders as rejection. There's been a spirit of rejection and it's brought shame. And that's not God's plan. It's not his will for anyone to feel rejected in this house. This is your home. This is your family. This is your safe place where you can come. Come into this tabernacle, this safety, and get equipped, and then get right out there, right out there into this land, and touch people in the supermarkets, the malls, wherever you are, in the workplace, at home. And the women are under the covering of their husbands. And those that don't have husbands are under the covering of the men in this church. Amen. Let's pray. I saw a wave of love the other day. It was a big wave of love. It was coming right from the back of the church because it's all about love. It's just all about God's love. Get filled with his love. And it was this big tidal wave. And that painting that was held up this morning, whoa, whoa, that was the wave. (laughs) And actually, if you notice, you know, the great big surfing waves and there's kind of a hollow inside of them. And some people kind of ride on top of the wave. They're kind of like real cool dudes surfing, surfing the wave. And then others get right underneath, right inside it. So there's this wave, this wave of love that's just going to crash right over 
Right, Evan. It's coming. It's coming. So, Lord, uh, our passion is for us to take our place as the household of God. And, Lord, for the house to be whole. And, Lord, for the, for the mothers and the daughters, Lord, that have been uh, shunned and rejected either by, by just what we believe or, Lord, just inappropriate actions, Lord, we just ask, out, ask for forgiveness. And, Lord, we just speak that the house be made whole. That the house be whole. I can't imagine, Lord, just living in our house, my physical house, with Paula and raising Shea and Michelle, with Paula being silenced and muzzled. And, Lord, uh, in the house here, Lord. So, Lord, we just speak and thank you, Lord, that for the women and the daughters in this house, Lord, we thank you for them. And, Lord, we just look forward in the days to come, Lord, of of learning how to walk, learning how to walk in health and security of the Most High God, the heart of the Heavenly Father. declare. Amen. Amen. Ah. I just knew we had to share that. Thank you, Jackie, for, uh, I know you don't do this thing, but you did good. Craig. Some quick, quick work of this, yeah. Just have a few things that the Lord wants to bless the entire body with, and then a select people group. Oh my goodness, I'm talking in an English accent all of a sudden. <laughs> How delightful. Maybe I'll talk like this all morning, yes? <laughs> Let's together expound upon the very Word of God. <laughs> it's fun. I like that. Mm. You know, sometimes when I'm real stressed, I talk in a southern accent. Because how can you be stressed when you talk like this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ain't nothing but a thing, man. It'll be all right. Man, that's a word. You know? I, I'm looking forward to the day when they do a Jesus movie where Jesus doesn't have an English accent, no offense. But he's from Virginia or Arkansas, and he says, if I be lifted up, all y'all be drawn unto me. <laughs> yeah. Mm, come on now. 
Peter, Satan's asked to whoop your butt. But don't you worry none. I'm going to pray that that faith of yours remains like molasses on a biscuit. And we're going to get her done together. <laughs> you know, Jesus... <laughs> Heaven touching earth. You know, the kingdom, I'm going to just hit a few points that in case you weren't here. The kingdom of heaven and God and synonymous, it's within you and all around you. It's so important to know that Jesus, it says in scriptures, was anointed. And it specifically talks about the oil he was anointed with. It says, I believe it's in Psalm 45, and, and I can't remember where else, I'm sorry, but uh, it was um, that he's anointed with the fervent oil of joy above all others. He was anointed with, another translation says, heaven's gladness above all others. You see, where Jesus is and his holiness is, you can't separate that from joy. They, they work together, the oil of gladness. Isaiah called this gospel the good news of happiness. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? And then when God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son on him, I'll establish my covenant. And that son was Isaac, Isaac. Translated is laughter. I will establish my covenant on laughter. That's beautiful. So always, always know the kingdom of heaven is within you and around you. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. His kingdom is ridiculous, crazy, bliss-filled, intoxicating joy among many other things. So just know that. You have a right to be silly in the proper way. You have a right to laugh because God sits in the heavens and laughs. Amen? Exercising self-control right now. <clears throat> um, so here's a, here's a word for all of us. I'm just piecemealing a bunch of stuff here that the Lord, I believe, gave us. And you weigh it. 1 Corinthians 13.2 says, <clears throat> if I do not have love, I am nothing. The Aramaic of I am nothing literally means I am no one. It means you do not exist. If you have not love, you live in the realm of the absence of existence. Matthew 7, 21, 22, those guys who came up to Jesus said, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? And according to my study, they prophesied accurately. Didn't we lay hands, cast out demons? And Jesus said, depart from me, I do not know you. See, they came with pretense and appearance as opposed to reality. See, love recognizes love. Like begets like. So Jesus is holy love. And when he said, I don't know you, it's the same where Mary told the angel, you know, I'm going to have a, a, a child? That's impossible. I don't know a man. It's the same meaning. It literally means intimate oneness that creates life. That's what he was saying. So when he told these men, women, whoever they were, I don't know you, what he, what he was saying is 
you and I have never been one in spirit. When the word says we are made one in spirit. You know, we sang a song last night about, you know, do something, do something, Lord, until we are one. <laughs> I can't remember what. Lord Jesus, until we are one. Beautiful song. But I got to be honest, I'm, I, in my head, I'm like, I am one. I'm not waiting for me to become one with the Lord. I am one. So are you. You're made one in spirit with Jesus Christ. You are so unified with him, you are a partaker of his divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. You are one with the Most High God if you've given your life to him. So Jesus looks at these people and he says, you workers of iniquity, I don't know you. One translation says he was saying, what you did, I never authorized. I never authorized that. You see, love authorizes. You want authority in someone's life? Love. With the holy love of God. And watch what happens. And you know those words, what on earth? Hold on, maybe it's God. <laughs> nope. Um, you know how it says in John 3.16, you know, hey, we all know that, right? For God so loved the world, gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And there's other scriptures that have to talk about perishing, and it's his desire that we not perish. And then men preferred darkness over light, and on and on it goes. All of those words in the Aramaic, even darkness, translated in the Aramaic is oblivion which means a state of disremembrance, a state of non-existence. It doesn't matter what you and I do. If the beginning and the end is not love, it does not exist. You might think it exists, but in the end, it won't exist. Because we live, we move, we exist in him, not in the works. Those guys came with pretense and a resume. Jesus was looking for intimate oneness, and he said, I, I don't know you, which is really shocking because he made them, and yet he's saying, I don't know you. I don't know your spirit. Your spirit has never been unified to me. I do not know you. Anything outside of love, in the end, simply doesn't exist, and it won't exist. I don't need that. Hang on a second. <clears throat> There's one more point I wanted to make, and then we'll move on to the other thingamajig. Are you guys doing well? Isn't God awesome? Okay, thank you, Lord. Because I love true love. <laughs> this is so awesome. Oh, I love this. True love never looks, true unconditional holy love never looks for an outcome. It never looks for an outcome because you're so enamored, waxed, blitzed, inebriated on the intoxicating love of the lover of your soul that you're like those in Matthew 25. Lord, when did we go visit you? When did I clothe you? I, I mean, when? 
They're so immersed in the moment of compassion. They didn't even recognize the results, not tallying it up while we cast out demons, did this, that, that, that. They were just immersed in the atmosphere of the kingdom, which is holy love, and then they just gave it away and left the results up to God. <laughs> Isn't that freeing? You feel the full? Oh, here comes the freedom right now. All of a sudden, I see brains popping like little popcorn. Boop, 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 boop. Like revelation. <clears throat> That's how free you are. And then <clears throat> you can read 1 Corinthians 13, and I'll get to the other point. Are we okay, uh, Rick? Okay. Sorry, I still like paper. Lord, I bless the tree that gave this to me. <clears throat> so you see, when we are loved, we exist, live, move, have our being in him, in holy love. And it's key to say holy love. His love is holiness. The foundation of God, people say, well, God is love. Huh? He's holy love. Holy love. And so when we love, we are present. We exist. You're, pr you're fully present when you're loving. When you're cursing, when you're operating outside of love, although you think you're existing, the truth is you're not. You're in a state of disremembrance. Unrecognizable. I'm sorry, I don't... What? Oh, there. Oh, love. Oh, yeah, I see you. Because one day we're going to behold him and we will become like him. Can you imagine your brain right now filled with nothing but love? Can you imagine that? That's the mind of Christ. In all the multifaceted aspects of that. But just imagine one day you're going to walk up and you're going to look to Jesus face to face. And the flame in his eyes, his love is a vehement flame that many waters cannot quench. And <laughs> nothing will be in your mind but what we were designed to hold in our mind. The love of Jesus. Jesus was so for her. <laughs> Jesus was so for this woman that he had to go there. He was so for this woman who had to draw water from the well during an odd time of the day because she was an outcast. Because that watering well was like the water cooler. The women would gather and talk and draw water and share. Not her, because she was an outcast. She had many men, and the man she was living with now was not her husband. Jesus was so for her. He had to go. It says he had to. And have this scandalous encounter. 
with a woman whose name, by the way, is Fotini. This is not a fairy tale. This is a real encounter. Her name is Fotini. Jesus comes to the, the well, this mystical experience of his humanity and the fullness of God, and he says, I'm thirsty. She's there, and really what he's asking, he says, give me a drink. What he's really saying is, give me your devotion, because that's what he feasts on. See, that's what you and I feast on, his love, and he feasts on your devotion. So he says, give me a drink. Yeah, he's thirsty, but let's go deeper still. He wants her. And then he says, man, if you knew who I was, paraphrasing, John 4, you can read. If you knew who I was, you'd ask me for a drink. You'd ask me for love. Look at her. She's been struggling with love, yes? Five guys on her six, not married, having some issues. <clears throat> Match.com didn't quite cut it for her. <clears throat> He speaks into her soul and reveals it. And she runs to town, says, come meet a man who knows everything about me. Jesus was for her. So she leads the men back to the well so they can hear this for himself, for themselves. You know the rest of the story. By and large, the entire town turns themselves over to this lover of their souls, to the one who was for this woman named Fotini. But we're not done with Fotini. <clears throat> Fotini and her five sisters and two sons in history became raving, flaming evangelists. Between the 4th and 14th century, Greek scholars preached her often and declared her an apostle and an evangelist. She was so on fire as a missionary, she traveled all around, heard that Nero was hunting her down, the epitome of Satan in the form of this little runt named Nero. What does this woman do? She goes and finds Nero. True story. That's like Paula and my wife and anybody here. Let's just say anybody. No. Paula. <laughs> Saying, I'm going to uh, head over to Raqqa. and talk with ISIS. She was so bold. Do you know why? Because she knew Jesus was for her. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. So she goes to Nero. True story. This is not a fairy tale. She goes to Nero, her, her five sisters and her two sons. She comes up to him and he says, what are you doing here? I've come to bring you to Christ. 
And he is so shocked at her audacity that he's, what are your names? Shares the names. And then he proceeds to bind them and beat their hands with metal rods for three hours. All the while, nothing happens to their hands whatsoever. Nero is stunned. So he decides to pull the old ploy Satan did in Luke 4 when he tempted, tried to tempt. No, he did tempt, but didn't succeed, Jesus. So he lays out all these riches, fine linens and clothing, tries to woo them, and he brings a hundred female servants to him. Well, the only thing that happened there is all the hundred female servants ended up giving their lives to Christ and were all baptized. That kind of ticked off Nero. So he threw Fotini, her five sisters, and Fotini's two sons in a furnace, a flaming furnace, for seven days. Nero's men opened the door on the seventh day, and there they are, unharmed. This happens over and over and over. There's nothing Nero can do. And she said, there's no pain. Nothing that can be done between me and my God. You see, she knew Jesus was for her. She ended up being martyred for her faith, tossed down a well. Her five sisters, two sons, all were beheaded. She had a visitation from God who blessed her three times and then she gave up her soul to the Lord at the bottom of a well. And she was so saddened that she wasn't able to experience martyrdom with her family. This was a woman. Her name is Fatini. Church history calls her equal among the apostles. When she was in prison, by the way, writing, say, the prison became a house of God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a bummer God didn't plan it that way. No. That was God's plan all along. He had to go to Samaria. And I'm going to be bold, not for a man at this time, but for a woman. And this woman needed to know when all of these other men were not for her, there was one who is and always will be. And because of this knowledge that God is for me and not against me, the gospel became flame. His love of vehement flame, many waters cannot quench. And she could not be stopped. And it was God's plan all along. I thank God that there is neither Greek nor Jew, male nor female, but we are all one in spirit. 
I thank God that he has equally given the Holy Spirit to those who ask. <laughs> I want to be like a woman. I want to be Fotini. Sorry. But just talking to the guys, isn't her faith amazing? Guys, her passion amazing? Where she walks up to Nero, I mean, let's just put it like this, face to face with Satan, tangible Satan. Why? Because she has always been and first encountered and always will be face to face with Christ. And in that gaze, she knew he is for me. That's the propulsion for any man or woman in the kingdom of God. It was David saying, this one thing I know, my God is for me, not against me. Amen? I'm looking at my wife. Okay. Yo, wow. Hey, that was cool. No, this is all. This is just okay, and then we'll wrap it up here with some ministry. But I just had a flash of the movie 300, which, uh, you know, see it with deleted scenes. Okay. Um, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. That's right. But there's this one scene in the beginning where um, the Persian god king sends his emissaries of people to Sparta to talk to King Leonidas and say, hey, give us your land. Come on, let's just do it now. And they're talking, and King Leonidas at one point, you can tell they come to a crossroads, okay? No passing. And I love this. King Leonidas, you can tell the time has come to open up a can. But I love this. Before he does, he turns to his queen, his wife, his bride, his queen, and he just looks at her. You guys know this? She looks at him, and man, the look on her face is just, you know, true grit. <laughs> and she just gives a nod. And all you know what breaks loose for those guys. He turns back and says, this is Sparta. Kicks him down the bottom of this dark well. But I love the teamwork. It was so beautiful. He looked to his wife just like I did there. Because my wife pray for you guys. And we're like, God, you know, there's, we store up the shelves in our heart and God selects produce off of it and all that stuff. But I, so that's why I looked at her. Honey, we've been talking and praying. Or is it? And she, no, nope, go ahead. I love that teamwork. I love that. Oh, thank you, Father, for your sweet presence. So, can we, do, can we impart some things? <laughs> this is what's on my heart. If we could have the, uh, the, those who are, can minister to pray, the prayer team here. That's what you call it. Yeah. Come, the what? Dream team. Is that what it's called? Is that what you called it? Yeah, come on up here. People, we need, we're going to need people to pray. So first responders, dream team, come on up here. Come on, Fotinis. 
All of you guys from Tulsa and England, if you want to. Oh, one more thing. The Lord just said, because we're going to minister this. So if you have not love, you are nothing, right? Right? That word have, if you have not love, that word have in the Greek is echo. You see, your heart, your spirit is a cavernous space designed for one thing, to echo the love of God. If you echo not love, you are nothing. So it's like God speaks into you. I love you. And I love you, 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 you. And it reverberates on everyone else that's around you. And he says it again, I am for you. I am for you, 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 you. If we echo not love, we are nothing. If you are echoing something else, bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, come up here and let's exchange that with the voice of God. Stop echoing that. Just stop echoing it. God loves you. He understands. But he wants to shout in the cavern of your heart his love. That's one thing. Yes, my queen, my bride. Um. What's being given this morning is strategy. As this community is walking through a pretty massive transition, the strategy is love. The default is love, right? And so what I just wanted to point out what's being released, because love is the perfect bond of unity. You can disagree, but if you have love, you're still unified, right? Um, you can struggle, but if you have love, you're still unified, and you can work it out in the context of love. And all that's allowed. All that is, um, is great. This is it's strategy. And so what I felt this morning was also going to be released was um, uh, the word of wisdom. It's a spiritual gift we, don't, we hardly ever talk about. But it is a word of wisdom. It's prophetic wisdom into a situation. And let me describe really quickly how that works. Is that the people who have, the, when the Holy Spirit comes on you with the word of wisdom, the first thing you see is the problem. And then the Lord releases the word of wisdom into it. But if we get stuck staring at the problem, we will not uh, understand what he's doing. So if you're somebody who tends to see the negative the first thing, you might just be functioning in the word of wisdom. But you're not waiting long enough to listen for his wisdom to speak into that situation. Does that make sense? And his wisdom is always love. He's going to show you strategies on how to navigate through the love, but that's what's being released, is that the word of love will release the word of wisdom in this house. Make sense? Amen. Ooh, I love that. So that's good. And then for those of you, start coming forward now. Come on. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. And then for those of you who just need a blast of some gladness, man. Because, you know, I, I firmly believe this. We hear God's voice best when we're joy-filled. Amen? I believe you hear the voice of the Lord best when you have that oil of gladness. And so if you just want that, like, man, I, I just need help to be happy. You know, blessed means happy. So it's okay to be happy. Amen? So I don't know if we want some music playing. I'll leave that up to someone who plays music. <laughs> <laughs>
Holy Spirit, we thank you for your joy. We thank you for your oil of gladness. We thank you for your passion, your love, that you are for us and not against us, Heavenly Father. We ask that you would echo deeply within us your love so that we would echo it back to humanity, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for your gladness and your goodness in Jesus' name. And there's just a sweet blanket of his presence, man. That's why we're all just kind of look a little loopy right now. Just enjoy. Just enjoy and listen to God. You don't have to come up here. He can minister to you right where you are. So, Father, where these are seated, Holy Spirit, meet them. Bless them. Meet them with their need. Exchange it with your love, a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of the love of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, yeah. Okay, here we come. Yeah, the team uh, with, came with Chris is free to minister also. They, they look forward to laying hands on people. So anybody want prayer? Dismissed. We pray God's blessings on you. Tulio reminded me, learning to live starts this Wednesday. So you want prayer? We'll be around. So.